Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And today, I just want to start off by saying thank you so much to everybody who's been congratulating us on the uh, one-year anniversary and also all the comments that people get. Here's one particular one that really gravitated to us. This was found on the iTunes website. Uh, This was a review by Chris Higgins. Just a shout out to Chris um, because he said basically he says he's never done a review on any of the 50 plus podcasts that he regularly listens to but this one he just had to. He's a Aussie exercise physiologist and has always been interested in health and exercise stuff and just this one particularly our podcast of course has inspired him more these guys were will have deserved their number one position which we hit this week uh, when they get it and the podcast is both interesting and entertaining and packed full of information i've taken so much information and implemented into my lives and seeing great results so uh, if you're going to start listening go right back to the start so for those listeners who just started on this particular podcast, we have 54, three, three episodes or so <laughs> before this one. <laughs> so go for right from the beginning and uh, there's tons of information there. So thanks, Chris. Really appreciate your um, your review. And thanks to all the other iTunes reviewers as well. It's amazing to go look through and see just how many people have given us five out of five, which is quite uh, humbling to see such positive feedback and that people are actually loving loving the show and really enjoying it and getting stuff out of it. So, so thank you to all of those people who do it, and and a particular thank you to those people who've left us feedback on Facebook because it's been quite overwhelming. Um, just the positive feedback we've received and the the input and the comments for people with suggestions to help us make the show better um, has just been wonderful. So thank you to all those people. Really appreciate it. Mm, definitely. So in this particular episode, we thought we would go to kind of be a little bit personal um, and and really give us insight on terms of what stresses us out and what to do about it. So boys, I would like to start off with Damien, our um, stress head. Um, (laughs) Just joking. Just joking. Um, (laughs) So tell us uh, what really, you know, what stresses you out? I think, you know, there's... (laughs) I'm actually stressed because you called me a stress. <laughs> I think that's actually made me even more stressed. But I was just actually, joking, uh, buddy. I, have I actually got that? Am I am I perceived that way? No. I no. Um, that's a, it's interesting because it's comments like that that will make me think for the next two or three weeks about do I am I actually a stressing? Do I? I know that stresses you out. That's that, why I said it. That stresses me out. That stresses me out. So you can but, see it at uh, live you know, on how Damien huh? deals with stress right now. <laughs> Yeah, here we go. I'm just, I'm just talking about it. I'm just getting it out. Um, look, I suppose my stress is uh, largely around business. I, you know, I have a lot of stress uh, that I, I, I do actually take on board with, with business. And I, I, a lot of people who actually are in small business or in business for themselves actually do take on a lot of stress. And it's, it's much about uh, time management, uh, making sure that you're doing everything, dealing with all of the staff that you've got to deal with, make sure that you're paying wages on time, making sure there's enough money in the accounts, all those sorts of things that you've got to do that, um, that, that go with the business. Those sorts of things do create a little bit of anxiety for me, and uh, and I just have to, I've got to deal with that sort of stuff, um, you know. And then I, I suppose it's that and comments, really. Lt, that's there you go. It's that and comments. They're my major stresses. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just gonna start writing some notes to myself. <laughs> go to your corner and meditate now. <laughs> I'm gonna go do some oming. <laughs> so what about you, Lt? What stresses you out, mate? 
Oh, listen, uh, similar things. I think the reason why we wanted to do this episode is because we wanted to share with us to everybody that, you know, we're just like you, you know, we, we get stressed out on the same things. I mean, time is a, a big factor. There's business is a, a big thing. Cause you know, as um, a lot of people don't, maybe they don't know that we, all of us kind of have different projects. We, we all have several businesses, not just one and uh, trying to multitasking all these different projects all together. And I think managing the staff within those contexts as well is also tough because as a business owner and an entrepreneur, you, you are quite visionary. You know, we, we have a vision and we obviously want to take that vision and, and put it into practice and put it into play and make that happen. But the problem is, is sometimes is that we have which that what means is that we actually have strong expectations of our staff and uh, expectations of our team members and sometimes the conflict that uh, comes up when the when a team member doesn't do or perform to the best of their ability to what we expected them to it causes a bit of stress in, in me anyways because um, i hate conflict i hate conflict um so that's one of those things that stresses me out when i have to deal with conflict um the other thing is 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 also time time factor you know with two kids, like two little kids, I got a you know four year old. She's turning four almost, and you know just over one, and dealing with balancing the the work life family. Um, I think I do it really well. I, I think I balance it you know fantastically, but also making sure that I get everything done um, that doesn't interfere with my family life. I think sometimes that can be you know pulling at times. Brett? Nice, Brett-o, Brett-o. Well, apart, no, it's apart interesting. From, um, apart from you know droughts, cold weather, icy chills on bare feet and um, the shortage of kangaroos and koalas in your backyard. What would uh, give you stress, buddy? And also working on a PC, of course. Hey, that's, that's stressful. That's Here we stressful. go. Yeah. Go. yeah, that's what stresses me out is being constantly bagged about working on a PC by Damien and Lawrence. No. <laughs> but it's interesting you spoke before about expectations of others, Lawrence, and, and, and people we work with. And I think probably for the three of us, we probably also have pretty high expectations of ourselves. Mm. Um, you know, we set some pretty lofty goals and some pretty lofty ambitions. Um, and we, we certainly expect ourselves to achieve and, and even better those. Um, and so, you know, we do tend to, that can cause some stress is just, you know, setting those really lofty goals for yourself and then, you know, working about how you can go and make them happen. Uh, but I think for me, the biggest thing that probably stresses me out is I really have a tendency, if I'm not careful, to overanalyze things. Um, and so as a small business owner, that can be, you know, checking the budget, checking statistics, checking, um, you know, whatever it happens to be, just really overanalyzing and overthinking what's happening this week, what's happening today, you know, compared to last week or last month or, you know, whatever it happens to be. And so, and so that's certainly something that, that I've recognized within myself and, and noted and, and sort of work on making sure I don't keep doing. Um, time is also a big one for me. Um, I get stressed by running late big time. So it's been really interesting working with Damien over the last 12 months. Um, <laughs> just joking. Oh, David. God. Damien's going to get but complex. I, do, I, get, I get stressed about running late. I, I think it's actually, I hope my dad's not listening to this, but I think it's because my dad, when I was growing up, was always late everywhere. And so um, I was always like the last person everywhere. So I kind of have this thing now about being early, and I just need to be early or at least on time everywhere I go. So that sometimes stresses me out a bit too. And uh, and as the guy said before, just you know, working a budget, running a small business, dealing with all the finances and paying bills and all that sort of stuff. You know, that's probably not my most favourite thing either. Um, so there's there's probably a couple of different things there that can stress me out, um, and certainly do from time to time. 
And also, obviously, you know, being that stressed or having these stress affect our lives, it, it does have impact on our health, right? And um, it does create, you know, our body to be able to cope. And so we have to find mechanisms for us to implement in our daily lives to make sure that we find ways to de-stress. So what we thought we'd do this episode on is to really create you some great strategies, I believe, that we we have implemented in our lives to make sure that we de-stress on a regular basis so that we don't get these high cortisol levels that uh, blow our whole system apart and to fall apart. So let's start off with uh, Brett. Brett, you, you mentioned that uh, obviously you, you you live in Adelaide Hills. You got beautiful scenery there uh, on the woods. Tell us, you know, what are some of the ways that you would do it uh, to kind of de-stress and maybe we can expand on it ourselves? Yeah, beautiful. Look, the first thing I want to talk about is I just want to talk about being um, proactive about de-stressing, which mm. kind of sounds a bit funny. Um, but, you know, we really want to look at this from a wellness perspective. Um, and so a wellness perspective on maintaining or managing your stress levels means that you don't wait until you're stressed out of your brain and then try and decide to do something about it. Um, mm. What we want people to start thinking about is is actually being more proactive about your de-stressing um, and scheduling in some time into your week to do whatever it is for you that helps you de-stress um, rather than waiting until you're, you're just completely stressed and then being in a crisis and trying to drag yourself back because we know how much harder that is. That's a great point. Um, and also, you know, as soon as you recognize that you are starting to get a little bit stressed is being proactive enough to understand that, that you can control that, that there's stuff you can do which is going to help you move you know, away from stress and, and towards being a bit more relaxed as well. So um, certainly, as you said, one of the things for me I love to do is just to get out into the into the outdoors. You know, I'm, I'm very much an outdoorsy sort of person. So whether that's um, going for a run, whether that's gathering up the family and going for a bit of a walk. Um, I'm really lucky, as I said, I'm in the Adelaide Hills. We're right on the Heisen Trail. I can just jump on there and walk for hours if I want to. Um, and it's just a fabulous way to de-stress. You know, you've got uh, the exercise component, which we know stimulates your brain and releases dopamine and serotonin and helps you really unwind. There's, you know, the fresh air. There's just the beautiful scenery, whether it's waterfalls and koalas and kangaroos. And it's just absolutely beautiful. So, so that for me is definitely one way that I find um, is a really nice, active way for me to de-stress that works really well for me. Mm. Damien, what about you? Oh, sorry, I had you guys on mute there for a second because I was drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought Damien was uh, still meditating in the corner there. <laughs> Just gone for a sulk. Um, one of the things that I did, when I was filming Downsize Me, um, I didn't realize how much stress I was taking on. And so I was probably only sleeping four hours a night. And I was, I, I was studying full time. I was filming 20-something hours a week. I was... Um, that's, I, I had my own practice and so I had 11 staff that I was looking after and plus all the financial stresses and, and I was moving, I was flying back to Australia and so four hours of sleep a night wasn't really enough or four to five hours of sleep a night wasn't enough to repair my body but I actually let the stress get to me. I was exercising every single day for at least an hour and I thought that that was what was maintaining or helping me maintain my stress. I was taking my multivitamins but just bit by bit these little things just kept on eating away at me and eventually I started feeling quite tight in the chest and it was a bit of a wake-up call for me. Now these days and certainly having had significant stresses or stressors come my way um, in the, the last couple of years with you know a failed uh, business relationship you know with my previous cereal company um, that um, that created a fair bit of anxiety that these days, I try not to let stress get get to me. So I, I literally, I, I see it coming. I see the stuff. I process it really, really quickly, and I just go, okay, 
that's it. And so, and, and I just know that it's not going to kill me if I don't deal with it immediately. So if there's something that's just a little bit stressful or I get a comment that I don't really want to deal with, I'll just ignore it or I'll just, I'll come back to it at a later date. Um, and I, 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 I just process things differently these days. Maybe I'm a little bit more zen. Maybe it's because I've had a little bit more, um, I'm a bit more worldly because I've experienced some serious stress and, uh, and you don't have to worry about little bits and pieces as much anymore. Um, I, I just think that I just, process it differently now but i definitely love spending time with my family that's a great de-stressor i'd love to take our annual holiday i really enjoyed that um i also enjoy exercising you know when i when i make time for myself to go and exercise and i'm really enjoying uh working out at the moment with a personal trainer so mm-hmm. there's a few things that i am you know really grateful for in my well, actually i'm grateful for so much in my life but there's some particular things that i'm grateful for and uh and just in being gracious i think that also helps me uh, decrease my stress on a daily basis. That's fantastic. I mean, those are really, really good tips. I mean, it's amazing though, you know, I'm sure this goes for you guys as well. I mean, we could be stressed in our other lives other than say in business, but we still have to put up a face um, to be present with our patients, you know, and that sometimes can, you know, it's, it's a hard shift, but we have to do it. And it's not that we're we, we're not stressed at all. And I think that's why it's important for us to kind of tell you guys, the listeners, that we do get stressed. But it is, uh, it's, we have to switch on, like when you, when you deal with the clients. So you have to switch on and be present with them and not let those stresses get to you at those points because you have people to take care of. Um, and you, it's not just putting on a face, it's but actually doing it to not allow it to sort of move it aside to actually deal with it later, like you said, Damo, because um, you got to get to the job. And the job is for you to take care. As a, well, I guess a chiropractor is you, you're there to adjust them and be present for those patients who are coming to see you. And so you, you deal with the stresses afterwards. So I think it's really important to, to, know, to let people be aware that you can't take your stresses into situations where, say, at work and just let allow it to affect you all the time because you're not going to be very productive and it's not really fair on your productivity at your particular job. I, I don't know if the, you guys have anything to say about that, but I'm sure it happens to all of us, right? Definitely happens to me. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know, I'd, if if I'm if I'm stressed out of my brain, then my productivity is affected. You know, clarity of thinking, your decision making, all of those sorts of things are bad. So you do have to find a way to manage the stress and just you know deflect the bows and arrows on a daily basis. And it's it's somewhat about having a bit of a thicker skin. Mm, definitely, and, and and shifting gears fast. You know, to get into those spaces as well. And once again, about being proactive and also about having some strategies at hand that you know work for you to help you de-stress so that mm. when you feel yourself, you're in a bit of that state, you can just unwind a little bit. And So, Lawrence, look, the next tip we've got here I know is one that you're particularly good at and that's uh, holidays. So you might like to talk about <laughs> well, that. You are the best at holidays. Oh, well, I don't know anybody else. Actually, Phyllis, <laughs> Phyllis, she's unbelievable holidays, but you, I think actually you take the cake. Well, you know, Brett, you said that's about being proactive. And I think I've learned a lesson about probably two or three years ago when I think when Kahai was born. And in that first year, we didn't know what to expect. And so we, you know, we said, oh, we can't travel with the baby and, you know, all that whole bunch of jazz. And that lasted about six months where we were totally stressed out because <laughs> I was working, you know, had other businesses and, and dealing with a newborn. It was really stressed out. And I reflected back on that year, like, why was I so unwell that year? And it, one of the reasons was because I didn't proactively take stress breaks, like, you know, get away from things that, you know, normal routine. So my goal now with me and my family is that we schedule our holidays in advance. And like we, I know that within sort of three months, 
um, I will take some sort of holiday uh, to get away from our daily routines. Because in that time period, it's it, it works well in two, two perspectives. Number one, it sets my goals in that three months to try to accomplish those goals within three months. So I have a deadline, not just a year, but three months. And it's like a little reward for accomplishing those goals. And secondly, it, it's a planned holiday. So it's a planned vacation or a planned break from daily life. And what that does is it forces me to work towards something. You know, it's not like the holiday is going to be, I don't know, you have no idea when it's going to be and just plan it for next week. It's, you know, it's good to look forward to something and that's like a little reward. So I planned, you know, every three months. And often the looking forward to it is just as relaxing and just as beneficial as the actual holiday, isn't it? Oh, it's huge. I mean, planning the trip, you know, where are you going to stay, where are you going to go, you know, and getting all excited about it. I mean, that's, it's like buying a new car, right? Or buying something new. You know, you, the, the excitement comes in the decision and the wanting to buy, not necessarily just getting it. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't even have to be a, a huge holiday. You know, sometimes it can just be a weekend away. Sometimes it can just be a, a one-night stay somewhere. Um, you know, sometimes even for us, we find, you know, I know I've spoken this on the show before, but Beck and I do date night once a week. Mm. And even just yeah, having nice. one one night a week where we actually get to just sit down, debrief, chat to each other, talk about what's been going on, you know, sometimes get some stuff off our chest, sometimes talk about some stuff we're excited about, stuff we're grateful for, whatever it happens to be. It's just a, a little piece within your week that just helps you, you know, get grounded and de-stress and um, unwind each and every week, which is really cool. I gotta ask you this, Brett. On your date nights, do you yep. actually get? Do you guys actually have conflicts and that actually causes stress? <laughs> just, just wondering. you know, we tend not to. Yeah. No, we tend to. I think we're so grateful for the fact that we actually get that little bit of time to sit down and chat. Yeah. Um, and usually for us, for both, both Beck and I, we're pretty. We're both kind of big ideas people, mm. and so we're usually sitting there talking about our grand plans for <laughs> concrete world. And um, and just you know just throwing out ideas and and just catching up you know just talking about what we've been up to that week and and you know helping each other with any issues and any stresses we've had that week and um, and most of that is just listening um, mm. and I'm not always the best at that I like to try and chuck in all my solutions and I know from reading you know books like Men Are from Mars Women Are from Venus I'm the classic bloke who likes to try and solve the problem rather than just sit back and listen and I, I I'm well, listening to better. John yeah yeah he yeah. told us that didn't he yeah. That's right. So I'm getting better at the just sit back and listen and don't feel like I have to solve. But no, I think generally it, it's a really great time for us to catch up and unwind and, and solve some of those problems rather than uh, rather than be too much conflict there. But how good is it to be able to have a partner to be able to just sort of let go and just, you know, let them listen to your issues? And sometimes just the act of speaking about it solves the problem. You know, yeah, stress, no, no. you know, it, they don't even have to say anything. It's just that you just want to know that someone in your life is there to listen to you, um, to listen to your, I guess, your bullcrap or whatever <laughs> things that you want to, that, that's in your head. And it's just getting it out. But I think sometimes, you know, when we actually speak to a partner, it doesn't have to be a partner. It could be your close friends, you know, like we, we've bantered off to each other on outside of these calls to talk about our stresses in our lives. And just by speaking to it, sometimes solutions come through that yeah and absolutely. Um, because you, you know you structure the problem and you get to the cause and you know you kind of solve your own problems and i think that's a great way to be able to have someone you know whether it be a partner or a close friend to be able to discuss issues that are intimate that someone's not going to laugh at you you know i think it's important to have someone to that you trust and they're going to be a, a good mentor for you to be able to give you guidance um in the right way and i think 
you know, when I, I mean, today that happened to me and my wife and I just had this issue in my head and just by speaking it out, it's just great for that. She's not going to ridicule me or laugh at me because I'm having these thoughts. It's just great to have someone there to be able to just listen to those thoughts. So I think it's great. Yeah. Mm. And so Damien, you spoke, you've spoken a lot before about affirmations and goals. Um, and I think that can be a really great way to create some positive thinking, which which is often a, a you know a really good way to de-stress is to actually rather than try not to stress is to try and consciously create some positive thinking. Um, yeah. You know, do you want to talk about how you do that? Yeah, for sure. I think I I used to do a lot of positive thinking, um, so much so that I I used to do a bit of multi-level marketing uh, in my in my younger days, and uh, so I used to listen to a lot of tapes and I used to you know, get all excited and, and revved up and, you know, very positive. But what inadvertently comes from being uh, over positive is the uh, the opposite, the reverse. There's the down cycle. Um, so where there's elation, there's deflation, if you listen to John D. Martini. And it's interesting that uh, one of my greatest teachers in terms of managing psychology and managing the ebbs and flows of, of life um, has been John D. Martini. And uh, he, says, he said that... Um, that everything just has universal balance and everything's just kind of, you know, it, it just is. So that's helped me maintain a pretty even keel when things come my way. Many people often comment and say, oh, my God, I can't believe you dealt with that. Don't you want to kill them? And uh, and I kind of go, well, no, not really. Um, it, it's just what happens. This is the sort of thing. So I don't try to get too positive. I What I try to do is I try to see uh, the, the benefit in it. So I, uh, I look at whatever's going on or whatever's surrounding me or whatever's happening in my life and I and I look for the benefit, I look for the blessing, I look for the uh, you know, for whatever to be grateful for and I think that actually helps out quite a lot. Um, but I don't try to be too positive um, because I, maybe it's a superstition, I think that if I'm, if I'm super positive I might then attract negativity, you know what I mean? Maybe that's a bit. Is that a bit sad? Is that a bit? Is that a bit grey? No, no I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm the same way too. Like I love John. John stuff, and I'm just you know being too positive. It pulls you to be a, um, what he calls a bipolar, right? There's always yeah. gonna be if you're so positive. You know, just say we, you know, at work something ha- magnificent happens, and we're so positive. And we come home. Um, typically, is our partner is gonna be the one who bounces out <laughs> that positivity and to create you know uh, that balance in life to make sure that you know hey your ego is getting a bit too big. Um, yeah. so it, it's about, it's about living life in a balanced state rather than being too positive up or down because for every positivity in life, there's always going to be something negative and, but the reverse is true for every negativity um, that's in your life. There's always something positive. It's just that it's a matter of us being able to open those filters to be able to see them, um, for what it is rather than to, uh, being focused on one side or the other. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing we've spoken about right through this podcast is gratitude. That seems to keep coming up again and again. Um, and I think that's a really useful thing to be able to do is actually to consciously put some time aside. You know, this can be part of your, your sort of more wellness-oriented uh, de-stressing plan is to consciously put some time aside to actually do some gratitude. So, you know, for me, that will often be I'll get up in the morning and I'll just write down three things that I'm grateful for. Um, and it's amazing how the act of just writing those down and, and sometimes you think, God, I haven't got three things to be grateful for today. But you always have three things. There, there's always at least three things that you can think of and often heaps more. Um, and it just changes the way you look at your whole day and your whole week and, and your whole life because they build up every day mm-hmm. and you start noticing more and more things that you're grateful for. And uh, and it's amazing how that can just change your mental state and change your stress levels hugely, which is pretty cool. And, and it's the, like all wellness things, it's a consistency of doing it that really creates the effect with that as well 
Mm. I'll take that a bit further. If you want to get more in tune with gratitude, is the appreciation is get specific on something you really appreciate. So if you have a difficult time coming up with three things or five things you're grateful for, um, say I'm grateful for particular. Notice, I guess, the flower, for example. Like look at a rose petal and go into detail. And John DiMartino, I think it's John DiMartino. I can't remember who told me this, but if you go into specific detail of the flower, like looking at the petals and looking at the stem and appreciating the color. Of it and go into detail of an actual, say, flower or rose. You actually will see a magnificent, magnificent details uh, of that particular plant, and that you know, and you really start to see that life is right in front of you, and there's so much detail in that one flower. And when you do that, you actually start to realize that you are just a small part of a huge picture, and you, and your problem is such a small, little, tiny, little thing compared to the world's and the universe's issues. And uh, you start to realize it gives you perspective on life. And I think when you go more detail, uh, the more detail you go into, the more focused you will be to find that gratitude and appreciation. Yeah, yeah. awesome. And I think we've all done that, haven't we? When you lay down and look up at the stars, and oh, you just yeah. kind of see, oh my God, like I'm just tiny. And, you know, my problems are so tiny in the grand scheme of things, and it just kind of blows you away. Mm. Have you guys seen that? Have you seen the Power of Ten? Have you Have you watched that before? Yeah, oh. I have it. The Power of Ten, I love it. Like just it's it's, it's a really really old in eighties. It's done on oh, IBM. 70s, I think. <laughs> Was it maybe? Yeah, maybe it's definitely done on IBM. IBM is the company that did it, and what they do is they uh, they beside the Great Lake. Michigan. In where's the Great Lake? Michigan. Michigan. That's right. <laughs> Crikey, how's my geography? And so what they do is they go out by one meter, and then to the power of ten every ten seconds. And so you go a meter, then ten meters, hundred meters, kilometer, and so on and so forth. And then they hone in in the reverse. So you're going way out into the universe to then kind of realize how insignificant your problems are. It's the best thing. It's the best mm. grounder. And then you go all the way in to kind of see the incredible chaos that exists within our bodies when you realize that we're an electrical field um, expressing ourselves as a physical being. So yeah. it's uh, it's so unbelievable. I really like it. If you haven't seen it, just go onto YouTube and just download or look for uh, The Powers of Ten. Yeah, it's, it's amazing when we cool. just realize that the deepest particles were just really empty space. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's pretty powerful stuff. And uh, Damon, one of the other things you mentioned right at the start when you were talking about your days as a TV star is uh, you were talking about your lack of sleep. Um, yeah. And it'd be worth talking about the, the impact that sleep has on your stress levels. Yeah, well, you get the. the it's, uh, they talk about uh, numbers of cycles, and you know, some people talk about uh, three cycles, others say six cycles, others say 12 cycles. Um, but I suppose it depends on how long you, you count your cycle as. Uh, but essentially, the research is suggesting you need to have sleep somewhere between six and eight hours, usually not long, longer than eight hours. If you're sleeping for longer than eight hours, then you're probably sleeping too long. You might be a little bit uh, unfit, and so you need to get more oxygen into your veins and in, you know, do, do better. But uh, if you don't sleep enough, you don't decrease your stress enough. And, uh, and one of the challenges with not decreasing stress hormones and staying in a heightened state of cortisol um, cortisol secretion is that you reset your stress level and so you you reprogram your body to manage at that stress level and so that all of that stress that was still that was doing you damage now becomes your normal and it's still doing you damage it's just that that's your normal operational point so we used to think about this thing called homeostasis where things would return to normal uh, what we now know and what we understand these days is that we have an allostatic response we we reset our normal when we're stressed and so 
sleep and meditation and exercise um, and many of the other things that we've spoken about tonight are the things that you need to do consistently and constantly to decrease your stress so that you don't actually reset your allostatic response to stress and um, and, and stay in, in pain. You know, you, you've got to really focus on decreasing stress, otherwise you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, what about meditation, guys? Like, uh, do you guys ever try meditation? Obviously, that's one of the tips that for most people would give. Brett, you want to share your uh, experience? Yeah, I'm terrible at meditation. Um, <laughs> I think it comes back to my, my over-analyzing mind. Um, I, I find, for me, sitting still and meditating is very difficult, and, and maybe that's something I should work on and try and get better at. But, but I find, for me, you know, going for a jog, going for a swim, I, I can de-stress, and, and I think in the same way sort of solve all my problems and think through things I need to think through and and switch off my mind uh, when I'm exercising better than I can when I'm sitting still Um, so it doesn't work for me my wife on the other hand is fantastic at it and gets great results from it so it's certainly one of those things that that some people will be better or worse at I I think the key for people really is to understand that you've got to find something that works for you Mm. You what is it that de-stresses you you know you don't have to do the stereotypical things that everyone thinks are going to you know be the the ultimate for de-stressing you need to figure out what de-stresses you and that might be going for a run that might be going fishing that might be meditating it could be a whole range of different things but figure out what it is that works for you and, and allocate some time to it yeah one, one last tip on, to add quickly on that is probably if you can't meditate i would suggest breathing you know taking yeah. like three or ten deep breaths and slow Absolutely. it right down um it's a great way to just de-stress like, especially when you're just like in a heated argument or um you know and you're in a really stressful state the best thing to do is not make a decision at that point is to take those 10 breaths or three breaths or whatever it takes to kind of calm your mind and then you know move on from there because i think that's probably one of the best strategies we're going to give you today so boys that's uh, fantastic great great strategies there i hope you uh listeners got a lot out of that and uh we'll find some ways on de-stressing your life tell us maybe on this particular episode on thewellnessguys.com or on facebook tell us what what stresses you out and more importantly what strategy has worked for you so that other listeners can uh can actually benefit from that too so join us on facebook on twitter and make sure you subscribe us on itunes and tell all your friends of course and so until next time until next week begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show